Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, marks and smarks alike, we proudly welcome you to the internet's only wrestling podcast. That's right, we are the only one. We want to welcome you to Pin the Champ! All right, guys, welcome back uh, to another episode of Pin the Champ. Uh, it's me, Jeremiah. We got Song here, and oh. welcome back, Kyle. He's back after a couple weeks absent, a couple episodes absence. Welcome back to exactly. that same old place that you laughed about. Welcome back. That's right. You miss Sawyer stood in for you. Good. Good. Was well. it last episode that that uh, Sawyer stood in? I think so. Yes. And talked much shit, and oh, that's, yeah. <laughs> talked seems, much shit about you. accurate. I think that I think that it's gonna really have to come down to like a parking lot brawl between you cage guys. Gonna, I, I, think, I want I want Sawyer and I want him in a cage. I think that's what it's basically gonna have to build to. We're gonna do our own Wrestle Rock Rumble and. Do you think we could get like a crowd of fifteen? Oh, like we, it, I think we could. I and think like a parking lot of like an advanced think, auto. I think that it, I think Easily. Swear, if Easily. we were going to do a a cage match, we could absolutely at least get fifteen people there. Where the hell are we going to get a cage from? Like Home Depot? The zoo. Well, there's street <laughs> beefs. Have you ever watched street beefs on YouTube? No, but no. I'm going to. Oh, guys. No, <laughs> uh, can we, can we make this a mandate? Can we make this a Or like, like actual, like combat sports, not just, uh, not just combat entertainment right? sports. <laughs> um, I would, I would, I would recommend Street Beefs on YouTube. It's so fun. It's, you know, basically amateur fighting, but some of the guys actually aren't amateur. Some of them are actually like yeah, legit. really talented. Is this like bum fights? Kind of, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it the, when some of them are bums. In that, some of them are bums. Yes. Uh, no, it's like um. I don't know if it's like I. What I imagine, how I imagine it goes, is like they go to like a the your 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 gathering of the juggalo type shows, mm -hmm. and they're like a booth, and they come and you know you can fight a hey man Derek's been hitting on my woman. I'm gonna mm -hmm. fight. I'm calling Derek out. I'm calling them out. It's like Jerry Springer is the ref. Yeah, you settle your beast. But then there are actual like guys who are, and it, this is all throughout Virginia. They're they're like, oh wow, yeah. It's like like there's local guys, there's Richmond guys, there's Henrico guys, there's like uh, like uh, like methed out people from Harrisonburg. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's everywhere, and um, like meth, it's everywhere. Yeah, like <laughs> like, like like the opioid epidemic that's yes. sweeping our our holler. Our, our our wonderful state of Virginia, it our is Commonwealth, everywhere. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but speaking of of our Commonwealth, uh, I believe our toast today is going to be uh, to the legalization of cannabis in the state of Virginia. Congratulations! Yeah. Happy Fourth uh, of July weekend, guys. It might smell a little funny this Fourth around here this but year. But don't no. worry; it's just a mixture of fireworks and weed. <laughs> exactly. Definitely. So, Definitely. Uh, we'll we'll just go ahead and raise the toast while we're while we're on the subject yeah, here. Way to go. Uh, way to go, Cheers, Virginia. Cheers, Virginia. Good job. Raise it, Raise raise your glass or your bong or what or or whatever you whatever you do. You know, it's all legal now. I'm I'm Next like Kofi Kingston's <laughs> early career. Legalize it. I, I also have a fake accent. There you go. 
Um, so this episode, uh, of course, we're going to be um, reviewing Monday Night Raw uh, from March 8th, 1993. So you know what we say. If you want to stop the episode, go check out Raw. By now, if you're a listener, you might already have checked out the Raw, so you're ready for this episode. Who knows? You'll get more out of it, maybe. I don't know. You'll love us either which way. But There's only one should- thing I can say about this episode. Getting to know you. Yeah, yeah. Getting to know all about you. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so Kyle, uh, before we get to the episode, where the hell can people find our podcast any damn way? Why, we're available all over the internet. They can find us at Podbean, at Spotify, on Amazon with our good friend Jeffrey Bezos. Uh, They can find us at uh podbean and apple apple that's pretty impressive apple yeah. uh they can also find us at youtube uh all say, those all those say all of them at least three or four times apple <laughs> spotify <laughs> spotify so, your apple kids yeah don't google your and follow don't don't google your podbean you know what yeah. your mom says don't google your podbean you'll go blind Oh, man. So what's going on? Besides these 90s era Raws, what wrestling have you guys been watching? What's caught your attention in the news? Um, what wrestling have I been watching? I watched, um, man, all these releases. I'm, yeah. I'm having, I've had a real WWF issue. Um, I've watched a little bit of AEW. I enjoyed uh, uh, WWE Dynamite, as, as it were. Mm-hmm. I believe that's Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that was good stuff. Um, they are good old JR. I see some great memes around that. Have you seen the one yeah. where like looking <laughs> where JR's <laughs> walking with uh AW Dynamite like hand in hand like his girlfriend and he looks he's but he's looking back at WWE Dynamite. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. You know what's cool? Like the uh, the young buck Twitter account actually call them out on it themselves. They were like, catch us on the next episode of WWE Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. hilarious. Um, um I, I really Wilk, like uh, Del Wilkes. Rest in peace. Well, yeah, Patriot. Del Wilkes, um, the, the Patriot, right? Yeah, absolutely. Mr. America. Uh, yeah, not not one of the guys that was around during the time that I watched, but uh, but I did see him once I came back to the product. I I watched, you know, he feuded with my guy Bret Hart uh, when when Bret was doing the whole like Team America, I'm, Team Canada. Yeah, stuff. exactly. The heel yeah. and heel in America facing Canada. Um, and also a fun fact uh, that I had heard before, but I kind of forgot about it until I was doing a little research on Mr. Wilkes. And uh, Kurt Angle ripped off his entrance. He had the uh, original. Yep. And it got repurposed for Kurt Angle. The you suck. Mm-hmm. And they can't you suck to him too? I don't know. Not that I know. Fans were much more respectful back in Delway Wilkes Day. They wore suit and ties to the arena. And uh, ladies wore pearls and children had, you know, like little newsboy caps and they would run around and get a, you could get a beer for a nickel. I tell you what wrestling I've been watching a lot of. I've been watching a lot of old Arn Anderson matches because I'm, because of a song. I'm a, like between listening to like, I, so I have to temper. I listen to a lot more wrestling shoots than I do watch wrestling. It seems like these days. Right. Um, Because I've, I like hearing stories about like the old days when, you know, it was a lot more carny. I love the carny mm-hmm. aspect of wrestling for me. Like, you know, 
Yeah, hiding, hi, having to like wait a, a, a tennis racket so you can fight off the fans in Louisiana. Like that's my type of wrestling. Right, exactly. Um, so you're in love with like anything Jim Cornette. So, oh yeah. So I've been, <laughs> so I've been watching a lot of like Arn's old stuff right. because he's on YouTube with uh, the Arn show with Conrad. And uh, I, I've really enjoyed that. I love listening to those stories. I think Arn is like one of the classiest dudes in the business. Have you seen his son Brock on AEW at all? No, is he any good? He's, he's really, really green right now. He's really, really awkward. Really, yeah. I don't know how you would. Just, I don't know if he has it to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. From what I, from what I can just like little that I've seen so far on TV, he's not cutting it. Well, I think I think it's hard too to break in nowadays because like you have to break in essentially on TV. I mean, you don't have to, but like you know. Maybe you can work those dark matches. Yeah, until they feel like they're ready. Yeah. I, I think they may have put they put they might have put him on early put him on TV too early just because of his dad. But this yeah. made the point. That's I'll, hard. That's hard. Whenever you're a a talent who is a legacy talent, you know you 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 need to be able to grow, but it's hard to grow because people are watching you. Yeah, I mean, like Randy Orton had oh you know Ohio Valley to train yeah, that, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what NXT is supposed to be, but it's it, again, but it's all televised. televised. Yeah, exactly. You can't have that with it televised. You need, you need the, you need the privacy of like a safe. Oh no, everybody's like, oh, safe space, this safe space, that, like, oh, whatever. You need like a when you're doing a creative art, you need a a area in which you can create and fail and practice your craft. Comfortable, exactly. You know? Yeah. It doesn't always need to be high pressure because you're on live exactly. television. You, you need to be, yeah. if you're going to get better at anything, you need to fail and being able to fail comfortably for a few years is how you build up a, a really good talented performer. So I will say this about what I've seen from Brock Anderson. The issue that I have is like, I don't like that his name's Brock already. Yeah. 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 It already gives me like, I, I'm already thinking about Brock Lesnar, but anyway, the thing that I've noticed about him is that it's that he doesn't know when to face the camera. It's that kind of stuff. Like, I think he's going to be fine talent wise because man, learning your angles is hard, man. Playing the right. angles is hard. That, that is, that is something that will come with experience. I mean, like, honestly, at the end of the day, like if, if he, we have the option of either him keeping his head in the ring and, mm -hmm missing his angles or right. worrying about his angles and hurting somebody in the ring i'd rather miss his angles um right that being said they should name him something other than brock mad dog mad dog anderson mad dog anderson sounds awesome <laughs> like luna vashon mad dog yeah, mad dog uh mad what dog is vashon uh vashon yeah luna's dead um yeah she did and you know, I want to go back to something you said earlier. You like, said Luna's dad. I thought you said Luna's dad. I was like, yeah, she's dead. <laughs> yeah, that too. But no, I was saying her dad. Luna's dead. Luna's dead. Okay. No. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Quite a transition there. Um, you were mentioning uh, the the releases bumming you out, and um, I actually wanted to mention that because even though I haven't watched yet um, SmackDown. Uh, spoiler alert, guys, but, uh, which is funny because we're on a two-week delay, so we're not going to be spoiling anything for anybody. Uh, but uh, according to Wrestling Inc., Zelina Vega returned recently to the WWE. He, uh, yeah, she is I now an entrant. She's making that much money as she thought on Twitch. 
I don't know. Yeah. I mean, uh, according to what I was reading, it says that she's returned. She returned on SmackDown and she's now an entrant into Money in the Bank match. Uh, now, she asked for her release. She wasn't one of the one that was released. Right. I, I don't know the whole story, but I think it was that she she was like, no, I want my release because I'm not going to quit the Twitch and the Twitch and all that stuff. But the the what I read said that they actually did some speaking back and forth. She went to the performance center and potentially WWE even apologized to her about some of the way that things went, which is kind of if that happened, that's kind of cool. That's interesting and cool. Um, so is Alistair well, Black coming back too? That's what I wanted to know. Is like, is this going to be a door, a, a path for him to to show back up on WWE, or is he on to bigger, better things? Do you think he's better off on the AEW independent scene? They uh, are I'd going like, to be I'd bought out in the next Who AEW? No, WWE. WWE is going to be bought that's out. That's the that's the rumor. That's yeah. they're saying that's probably why all these towns are getting dollars to so donuts. They, they are reducing their. They're trying to make their book look better so that they can hack up, like drive up the price. NBC Universal contracts, you know, they can drive up the price. Yeah, they're talking about NBC Universal trying to buy them. Is that scary to you guys as wrestling fans? Um, The era of the McMahons not owning WWE. Like, does WWE turn into be the final coffin in? the territory system yeah i, I mean I like or it will be the resurrection of the territory system one of the two right i kind because of worry I, mean, I don't want disney to end up with wwe oh, that's what's going to happen i you know like i know the way i mean if you're going to treat like peacock is treating wwe on their streaming service it's going to uh, be horrible i think that's worrisome to me as a no, because fan. when the, 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 the because the problem is when it stops making money when it goes into a off season mm-hmm. which wrestling always does it has on years and off years when they have an off year they're going to unload the product or get they're rid of it fold shut it, it down mm-hmm. that's really worrisome but you know that would be the resurrection of the territory you know you'd have all of these really great you're going to yeah you're going to see dispersing. it's not going to go away it would just it would be such a weird world. It, like, it, it would be a very interesting yeah, time. I think, I think you would again. see more indie promotions start up again. I think you would see... Big grabs. You'd see big, like a name here starting. A, a, like, a promotion, see, yeah, yeah. Randy Orton like, the face of one company. Yeah, you might see... You would see, I think, like, things like um, Lucha Underground more. Right, exactly. Like, kind of huge indie companies yes a lot of those like ring of honor a lot of ring of honor a lot, a lot of, of mid-level mid a lot of mid-card companies right and then aw would be the the tits at that point <laughs> or what would happen with them would they automatically be like do you think a bunch of people would go to these guys because they're like they're probably probably grab every I mean, if they i can. were if i were one of the i i think it would probably go kind of like the monday night wars went where mm-hmm. you know they will go to wcw first but the money and the organization that is, you know, one on one, I was listening to, you know, why when the last days of Jim Crockett promotions, JCP, and, you know, they had, their office was essentially a old convenience store that was retrofitted as an office building. 
the WWE had Titan Towers. They had like maybe seven employees at JCP in the office. Yeah. Vince had fucking like 30, 40. (laughs) There's something to be said about making an or having an organization versus whatever, you know, a a a a small business. Right. Right. Definitely so. I don't know. It's going to be interesting if you guys are right about them selling the company. Anyway, you guys ready to hop back and, and go back in time to March 8th, 1993, Absolutely. Monday Night Raw? All right. Well, even though Kyle was not on the last episode, uh, uh, I do recall, uh, Kyle, I mentioned on the, the beginning of the last episode how much I love the way it opened up because it opened up with Brett the Hitman Hart's music. So for me, it was it was an awesome way we got Brett the Heart, the Hitman Heart versus Fatsu, I think it was, right out of yeah. the gate. And this episode, not so much, right? Because uh, this episode, instead of uh, live Bret Hart matches, we get a backstage promo with the Mega Maniacs, Hogan, Beefcake, and Jimmy Hart. What you gonna do, brother? What, what you, you gonna, gonna do? do? You can't do anything. <laughs> they accept the challenge of Money, Inc. at WrestleMania 9. And at this point, Let's throw back to the song that we sang at the beginning of the show by Julie Andrews, Getting to Know You. Hogan breaks out into song. Oh, my God. So oh. good. This was like, did, you see, did you see Brutus's face? when couldn't, yeah, Bruce couldn't singing. figure out the words. He can't even lip sync the words along. Because, no. no. D- did you notice that Beefcake says, Monday night, la, la, la. He goes, la. He, well, they've, they've been hanging and banging, man. They've been strutting and cutting. Yeah, and, and hanging and banging more than that. Probably <laughs> hanging and banging a lot. Um, yeah. Which is fine. Which is beautiful. They shouldn't be ashamed of their hanging nor their banging. That's right. Um, I I think that this was uh, a a B plus Hogan promo. This was a pretty great promo. No, no, it wasn't bad at all. It was. I mean, anytime you get Hogan like busting out into a random song, a song like that, like what came from out of nowhere? Who would have thought like you were going to hear him? Maybe. They know the weak points. Jimmy Hart knows all the weak points of money. Yeah, it was a it was a good promo. I agree. Yeah. I'll give it that. They fl- then uh, after that promo though, we flash uh, to the announced team quickly. Uh, it this week it's Savage uh, Bartlett, who you said uh, off air beforehand. You, you gave Bartlett some credit. His, oh, his jokes this are finally kind of getting over to. Uh, they're getting over for you. He he is. I'm I'm every week, every episode. I'm finding myself more and more into Bartlett. Now Bartlett nailed it. The announced team. I don't know if I was just like a little sleepy when I watched it. I thought they did a great job. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I also watched a um, a bootleg YouTube ep, uh, version. Uh, so it had all the old commercials and stuff. So it had the Wendy's wake uh, bacon ranch, a uh, chicken bacon ranch sandwich. Yeah. Where Dave Thomas was like mixing the ingredients, mixing in like a like bacon into ranch dressing, mm. and I, I thought that was really fun. I really enjoyed watching all the old commercials. Old commercials. Uh, cool. And I, I had an Ico Pro uh, commercial with Brett. It was great. You got a what is it? What we had a lot say? of Sir Al being like, "Promotions paid for by the following: oh, yeah. Knockout Mike Tyson with you know uh, Ring Champs KO, take on the basketball <laughs> boys in." In the NBA basketball <laughs> video game, you know, and, and it's it was great. I it made it. I mean, I realized it that takes you back. Doesn't own uh, the old advertisements, but like if you mm-hmm. can watch the episodes on like bootleg, it's great if you can get that. 
Right, because it takes you right back to when you were a kid. You know, those are actually that's the that is the shit you were actually watching. Oh yeah, there were movies like um Fire in the Sky was being advertised to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mm -hmm. three, uh Turtles in Time. (laughs) Yep. Oh, that's good stuff. First match of the night was El Matador, Tito Santana, and Virgil teaming up. Uh kind of a a throw together team versus the tag team champions Money Incorporated. (laughs) Uh this match ends when Ted DiBiase trips Virgil from the outside of the ring. This allows IRS to do a simple back body drop for the pin. Is this a is this a finish that you guys think you would ever see now? No, not this day and age. No, it's such a no, plain, it's such mean, a plain move. Weak. Oh God, it was such an anticlimactic yeah. finish. Did you guys notice like the the face character were being more heelish in the beginning of the match? They were fake tagging and all that stuff. El Matador like, and Virgil were doing that? Yeah, they weren't tagging in at all. They just came and go as his please. Of course, they back oh. there and clapped their hands together make, while the ref back was turned. Yeah, but they don't know how to tag. They're bad tag teams. They're not tag team wrestlers. They're not a tag but, team specialist. But I will say that that sounds like some Rockers shit. Maybe they were watching Rockers matches. You know yeah, how the Rockers no. do team Well, stuff they were talking games. about Shawn Michaels and, and Well, they had, they had IRS being like the Treat it like a face in peril in this match, like for the most of it. Well, he's sweaty. Just... All the heat, then Ted DBS, he comes in for the hot tag. Yeah, it's like they just messed up the script or something. I don't know. I'm glad and we're like... watching. Go ahead. Yeah. And Santana looked like he was so into it. He was just like, he was in a, he's what do you call it? Man. Cruise control. <laughs> he, he really hates, you could tell he really hates what they're doing to him. Oh, yeah. But... He hates that gimmick. He's such a professional. He just goes along with it. But he was on cruise control throughout the match. Um, it, it is cool to see Ted DiBiase uh, back in the day. I'm glad we're watching stuff with him right now because of what he's been doing on NXT lately right. with the Million Dollar right. Title Resurrection. I've really been enjoying all that stuff with Cameron Grimes and LA Knight. Um, and it's, it's cool to see DiBiase on TV still. And I've heard a lot of people, and I agree with it, really give DiBiase props for the bump that he took uh, yeah. from L.A. Knight when L.A. Knight decked him and said he doesn't need him. <laughs> yeah, there was no holding back on that punch. <laughs> he did not pull that punch. He, he didn't hold him good. Yards. There no is one yards. thing that you said he did not pull any punches. No, he bards. Yeah. Um, there's one thing that I think that Tito Santana and Virgil did have going for them to kind of like congeal them as a tag team partner. I think their gimmick was bad footwear. Did you notice that <laughs> Virgil had tass- red tassels on his boots and El Matador had hot pink shoe covers. So like that's <laughs> to me, that was like the one and it's like up against his like green tights. It was like uh, just like the worst footwear on a tag team. And so that's kind of like, uh, I can never take Virgil seriously as a wrestler. His gimmicks like a boxer, right? Something like that. Kind of. He also like, went on, like, like when the NWO first formed in WCW, they actually had him be the enforcer for the NWO. Now, what is he going to enforce? He's yeah. a joke character. Right. That's true. Well, yeah. I think enforcers are always there to take the heat, right? To take the bump for yeah. the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I just can't buy into him. Never have. Yeah. 
So question for you guys, uh, speaking of like the whole million dollar uh, man title coming back and everything, the whole million dollar championship coming back. Uh, so LA Knight is a new million dollar man, basically. So yeah. if, I, if IRS came back, who would he make the new tax man? Uh, Bo Dallas. That's exactly what I thought. Because that's his kid, right? It only yeah. makes sense. So that would be the new tax man. He'd come back, short hair, looking like. Like make him like a liberal soy face kind of like, like, like ultra lib, you know, and then don't get me wrong. I love wrestling and I'm not shitting on the wrestling fan, but I, I would say a good amount of the conservative wrestling fan uh, thinks of the IRS like this sort of a kind of like, <laughs> like government, like soy lib. And I think it'd be funny if they portrayed him like that, where Just he's like, that. he's like super PC and like, he's like, oh, you know, you, you, we, you have to give up this belt uh, to this person because they're a, a woman or <laughs> or uh, an LGBTQ. And, and oh then my I'll, god, that'd be hilarious! It's cheap heat. It's cheap heat, but I I think it would work. And I think you should take it a step further. That same character that you're talking about still give it the element of you have to believe that it's the right thing to do. Yeah, oh he still god. he still could be a he part. Still does the Bo Dallas? He still thing. should do the Bo Leave part of things. Like he should keep a part of that. Character. He should be sponsored by Bo Jangles. <laughs> oh, he could walk around carrying. But a then it wouldn't be KFC honey barbecue chicken, you know, KFC gold honey barbecue whatever match. Man, so uh, are falling down. I do not like that. Your what's falling down? My blinds. Like we have those like, like Amazon like paper blinds in my office. Uh huh. They're stuck up with like a piece of uh, adhesive Paid. strip, and the we- warmth from the windows are causing them to. <laughs> fall off and like <clears throat> I mean you guys can't see because I'm at a desk but I'm sitting here in my underwear <laughs> I really don't want any of my neighbors to walk by like this is where I keep my like my for adult, our listeners we can't see stuff. he keeps my, my he keeps toys. he keeps standing up and we can see his underwear yeah, I keep showing him my I like he's telling like, he's I, telling you but, that but, we can't see I do that thing I do that thing that Instagram models do like when they're actually like they're trying to get you to come to their OnlyFans where they like pull their bikini bottom really tight against yeah. themselves. I'm doing that, but it, all it's showing is like the outline of my balls. It's working. It's not it's really working. doing anything for the guys. Or maybe it is. It's maybe working for me. It's too. working. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you saying that that fell down because of how hot it's been reminded me of like I was in the car and you know how uh, the, the thing that you put your phone on is mm-hmm. like stuck by that adhesive. Yes. I, I put my phone on that and like mid-drive that thing fell and like fuck my world up you know what i'm saying i'm like driving watching oh directions God. i've never gotten to an accident more when my phone <laughs> falls down and i'm just like and you're just trying I to have to get, this, have to get this immediately thing yeah oh also here are my cowboy boots oh beautiful those are nice. gorgeous black yeah, and tan you guys should see this these are my dusty roads like shit kicking boots like i will challenge anyone to a buckhouse stampede match. this is what you're wearing when uh yeah. when oh, yeah. you had saw your uh oh in the steel cage Th- there's I gonna there's fuck. gonna be there's gonna be blood on those boots i mean like look all i would say to the story is if there's a demon in that boot is it if there's a devil in that boot you put it there yeah <laughs> so <laughs> back back to uh monday night raw uh, we'll, we're gonna let that breathe a little bit. I want to yeah, see. I want to see. We're see. gonna let that sink and marinate for a little while. Just think about that. Uh, next, they go to footage of Tatanka defeating Shawn Michaels in a non-title bout on several occasions, 
and they remind us of their Mania Intercontinental title contest. After that, the model Rick Martel comes out dressed like an airplane pilot in a bathrobe. He dismissed the raw girl and took her sign. He took her sign. Love that. Yeah. Love that bit. And uh, shortly thereafter, we, we cut and we get, uh, I think, back from a commercial break. We get Tatanka versus oh, either Bill or Phil Apollo. I couldn't Phil. catch it. It was it Phil, Phil Apollo? Yeah, Phil Apollo. Yeah. Um, I Phil personally... I, I tried to look him up. He didn't do anything. I tried to look him up too, man. I didn't see him do anything either. You know, um, normally we see a jobber and then we look them up and like they come, they've actually done something in the industry. They but become a tag guy, team partner. Yeah, nothing. Yeah. He... <laughs> um, I personally would have rather Rick Martel stayed out to fight Tatanka. But yeah. I guess later on, Rick Martel fights, so I guess he had a main event. I got a little bit of knowledge about uh, my guy, Phil Apollo. If anybody Do you? To talk about yeah, it. please share. Um, so Phil Apollo, better known by his, uh, his, his real name, Phil Fantos, better known as uh, Phil Apollo. He's a retired uh, pro- professional wrestler who uh, wrestled with uh, ICW and WCCW. That's interesting, uh, championship wrestling. During the uh, 80s, he was part of Gary Hart's New Age Management stable. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, and he was one of the dynamic duo. Not dynamic dudes, but the dynamic duo <laughs> with Eric Sabraka. Uh, he's from Massachusetts. Uh, he lives currently in Arkansas. He was ring-named. He was uh, billed under uh, the American Playboy, Apollo the Greek, Phil Apollo. Phil Is this Santos, Wikipedia? Boy, and Vince Apollo. Is this the wikis, man, or who's your, who's your source? Who's your source? Uh, this is why they call him the professor, guys, is because I have access when, to Wikipedia. When, when Song says he's done his research, we can rest assured that Professor did more. I'm just saying, everything he listed off means nothing to me. (laughs) He's like fucking saying championship Uh, wrestling. He was in a stable with Abdullah the Butcher, Al Perez, Uh, Stu Hart. Yeah, being with Stu Hart uh, is kind of legit. Gary Hart. Or Gary Hart, sorry, yeah. I'm thinking of the Hart family, but Gary Hart. Gary Hart was a great heel manager. Gary Hart was, yeah, yeah, he was like one of the top. I mean, I would say he's probably in the top five, if not one of the top three. Um, he uh, he was in, yeah. We'll see. We'll see some more of him. Uh, he did a lot of uh, jobbing in the nineties. Okay, on so we'll Raw. See him on Raw. So. Uh, specifically in ninety three is his kind of year that he was did a lot of. Um, huh. PWI listed him. PWI listed him as uh, number. 478 of the 500 best 500 single wrestlers hey, in 92. Man. You made the list, Phil. Good hey, job, buddy. You know what? I, I, Phil was in good shape. He looked like he was in good working shape. Uh, I would say good job on you, Phil. We uh, remember you. Is Phil still with us? That's a good question. I believe he is because I believe he resides in Arkansas. Um, oh, my God. As far as Wikipedia says, yes, he is with us still. Nice. Retired in 95. Good on you for making the top 500. Trained by Killer Kowalski. Oh, that's I love this podcast. Not like Mass Transit. You claim to be trained by Killer Kowalski. Everybody knows who the fuck Travis is. All we do is talk about jobbers on this podcast. Everybody knows who the job cast. That's basically what we are. Oh. Just talk about the jobbers. 
but uh, but Tatanka, this whole match really short, right? Uh, just just a a medium to get over the phone call that Shawn Michaels makes to kind of talk shit during this short match about their WrestleMania match, right? Um, I mean, basically that's all this is is an advertisement for the Mania match. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I am glad. That's we pretty good phone there. call, though. I, I normally I, I normally get annoyed when they do these calling, but like Shawn Michaels kept it short and sweet. You know, I, I mean, look, Sean, Sean annoys me to no end. You said Sean okay. annoys you to no end? But, god damn, he's so fucking good. At, like, like oh, his yeah. backstage politics is what it right. is. Yeah. Revisiting this, it's just, man, like, he's got it. He He gets it. He understands wrestling in a way that most people don't. And he did for a long time. It was like he just... Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sopped it up like a piece of bread, man. Yeah, really, for real. Um, awesome. Speaking of Mania 9, we get another Mania report with our, our pal Mean Gene. Um, so, a couple things for Mean Gene. Yoko is not a Japanese wrestler. <laughs> and, Wrestle, <laughs> and WrestleMania 9 doesn't turn out to be the greatest one ever, despite what Mean Gene says. Uh, well, Vince... <laughs> Uh, Vince says he predict, or somebody, I, I, one of one of the commentary team says it's going to be the greatest ever, yeah. the greatest wrestling events of all time. Yeah, that's exactly what made me write this down. Was like, I got news for you, the guy. Like, they uh, Yoko is not Japanese, <laughs> and WrestleMania Nine eh, it had Giant Gonzalez in it. Uh, but this WrestleMania report, however, is pretty good because we do get some classic Undertaker, Mr. Fuji, Yokozuna, and Bret Hart promos uh, during this particular WrestleMania 9 uh, kind of run through that we have with me and Gene. Uh, after the Mania 9 promo, uh, Rick Martell is back out again, harassing <laughs> the Raw girls, still still stealing their, uh, their Monday Night Raw signs. That's great. Saying That's that he can do a better job. Uh, yeah, dude, Rick Martel, um, I didn't appreciate him when I was a kid as much as I am watching yeah. him now. He and his is heel so stuff. Good at this. He's, I love he's classic man. heel, his, man. His he's face heel. is like... with Bartlett, too? When Bartlett yeah. turns to him and says, what gives? Like, yeah. there, there's just such a pure amount of like, hey, man, we stare mostly at, like, naked dudes. Could you, like, not remove the one naked woman that, like... I realize like it's exploitative and like, yeah. <laughs> probably like shouldn't happen in a, in a in a modern society. But right. like hey. his bit, his hey. bit of like being like, "Hey man, what gives?" Like Bartlett, <laughs> so, like I got a, a little pop from that. Like that that made me laugh. But even you say that it's like dated and, and and not appropriate. But even Raw Underground that they tried to do what was it like a year ago? That first well, time that yeah. Raw Underground was on, they had the well, girls there. I'm not there. saying that they're. I mean, yeah, they, look, that the they've WWE made any progress. Obviously ignorant to most most social issues. You know, you know uh, WWE is like philanthropy is the new public relations. I believe was what Stephanie said, right? What? Yeah, philanthropy is the new public. Yeah, something like that. Don't quote public me on that. P- is the new PR or something? Yeah, she said something like that. Potentially. I mean, look, <clears throat> but I mean, yeah, I mean, the, 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 they always autocorrect, right? Like they are so they won't call the divas belt the diva belt. They call it the butterfly, uh, butterfly like belt or something like that. And it's just like. 
I, I think that's so dumb. Like, own up to your shit. Like, be like, yeah, we had a Divas belt and it was stupid. But you know who also fucking held it? AJ Lee. You know who also held it? Beth Phoenix. You know who also held it? Like, Natty, Paige. All these women who changed the it game. It existed. It existed, you know? Yeah. yeah, like, don't don't pretend like it didn't exist. I hate that shit. It kind of was the uh, in-between belt, you know, between uh, our current, you know, iteration of women's wrestling that really matters and the old school uh, fabulous moolah era. It, it was kind of that in-between uh, point where the divas belt was kind of when they were figuring out what women could be. They still were doing a lot of the, it was like past the bra and panties era, but still where they were giving the girls like three minutes and it was always dumb matches, like with really dumb belts, but it still, you started seeing really good women's wrestlers showing up at that time. Yeah. They still were relegated to bullshit, but they were still there. You said it perfectly. AJ Lee, Natty, you know, Beth Phoenix, I totally, totally agree with that. Um, I got excited. Santina Morella. Yeah, Santina Morella, one of the best women's wrestlers of all time. Prove me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, next up, they had, uh, I got excited for this one, guys. I don't know about you guys, but I always love the Papa Shango character. Love so, me some Charles Wright. Yeah, and uh, Charles Wright. when I was a kid, outlandish and dark, same reasons. I loved Undertaker and Jake the Snake Roberts. I love Papa Shango. Um, and after, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, I'm right there with you. I've been a yeah. fan of every Charles Wright character. I loved, yeah, I loved a lot of them. Chango, I loved uh, Kama, Kama. Kama, the human fighting machine. I loved Kama Mustafa. I loved the, the Supreme Fighting Machine. Care too much for the actually. Good Father, but I definitely loved like all those characters. I thought I like. I feel like Kama the the what is it coming than wrecking machine or whatever like before the supreme Mustafa. fighting machine supreme fighting machine was like yeah. the first mma gimmick right yeah like yep. he was it the was first like i do mixed martial arts type because that was before uh what's his name came out right Dad? yeah Tim shamrock and yeah. Or, uh, yeah, they wanted, a, character. They wanted a cage fighter character so they came up with uh that um but i like the papa shanga character man i like Love it when it. you uh you know, he's like putting curse on people. Loved His it. entrance was always cool with the smoking skull and yeah, the skull. shit like that. Yeah. I always huh. felt like they could they could have treated it more seriously, like they did the Undertaker's gimmick. Well, it, it only it went for been, a year. It would have been like better. Did know. you hear that they were going to do that right before they were br- about to bring back Papa Shango as a darker? It was around the time, if I'm not mistaken. And I feel like this was on some kind of WWE documentary I watched. They were talking about how they were getting ready to bring Papa Shango back as a more serious character around the time that uh, same time that Ultimate Warrior came back and, and, squ- and squashed Triple right? H. Yeah, he squashed Triple H. I think they were supposed to feud, but then something and then, happened, and then they changed it. We're like, mm-hmm. you're not, you're not going to be Shango. Well, you're going to be the Warrior Godfather. left. Warrior yeah. left was what happened. Remember? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, again, this was during a time that I wasn't watching uh, at that time. Uh, but going back, I think that's the story. I, I, I know, like, uh, my favorite thing, like a little trivia, is uh, uh, Wade Barrett around 2013 or so. <laughs> Every year around the Royal Rumble, we're put off his Twitter. I have, I have like inside information Papa Sanga is going to be a uh, 
a um, secret surprise, uh, entrance. surprise entrance. And every year he would put that on his Twitter. And then like nobody did it and he never showed up. And then he was like, on the year he was, he was uh, released, he was like, man, this is the year WWF is actually going to bring him in just to fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I, uh, barrage. I like dude, it. Dude, I, I love Wade Barrett. They fucked up that character so bad, though. Yeah, Wade was cool. And I'm glad he's still with WWE doing the commentary thing. I'd, I'd, love, to, I'd love to see him in the ring again. Um, yeah, I, I like him a lot, too. He's got a very gravelly voice. The Barrett Barrage. I can't even brush. I've got some bad, bad news. Bad news. <laughs> Bar. Like, sorry uh, if you if you want to skip ahead to us not doing Wade Barrett. <laughs> uh, after the commercial, we get the actual match with Papa Shango versus Mike Edwards, who I think had to be related to George the Animal Steel with all that hair on his shoulder and back. Yeah, uh, yeah he's uh, Mike Edwards. We're going to go 10 minutes deep on Mike Edwards now. <laughs> there is nothing on Mike Edwards. Oh, are you going to stand by that song? I'm going to stand by that. There's nothing on him. Uh, so I, all I got to say is this match. He doesn't again, even have a wiki page. <laughs> uh, this match, Papa Shango versus Mike Edwards, uh, was only proof that the, the match finishes were super lame during this whole era of Raw. Um, I think Papa Shango pretty much hit a shoulder breaker for the win, which yeah. was like really yeah. anticlimactic. Yeah. It's like Mike Edwards is still in uh, the business. He uh, is from uh, making shit up at this point. No, I'm not. I'm, I'm, Burnaby, joking. I'm joking. He's from Burnaby, Burnaby, British Columbia, Canada. He is five uh, eleven, buck uh, two two fifty. Uh, he. What does that establish? Nothing. What did he do? He he now works as a referee. He's okay. a ref for yeah. who? Uh, he's an Indies ref, so I mean he oh, still okay. works as a, on the Indies. He's it's, been active for thirty eight years. These dudes are right. refers, man. These dudes are boom. Right. I'm, I'm gonna stand by my. All statement. I have is access I'm to Google. stand by my. I'm so brilliant because I pay amounted to nothing. Shout out to Mike Edwards, man. But you yeah. uh, you lost to Papa Shango on a shoulder breaker, dude. And then the the commentary staff were like, like as uh, the commentary staff, the commentary team were like, "That's a that's an unusual way of uh, hey pal, that's an unusual way of losing." Yeah, uh, that's the well, damn pal, that's the bump you wanted to go on. <laughs> so um, go ahead and pull up information about Tony Demoro for us because that's the next match is Bob Backlund versus another jobber, Tony Demoro. Um, Nothing. They mentioned, Heroes, Bob, but also 100. <laughs> they also mentioned that Bob Backlund at this time is 43 years old, which is my current age, uh, my current old ass age. Uh, I cannot possibly imagine doing anything near the level of what Backlund did during this yeah. my age. Man. Man, Backlund was a, insane. Just well, you know, like Dave Batista didn't break into the business till he was in his 40s. But really? Yeah. Yeah, Batista is 73. Yeah. <laughs> he's, Dave Batista is like 73. No. Yeah, he's old. He's like, he's old. He was in his 40s. Yeah, by the time he was in his 40s. Maybe by the time he was in Evolution, but 
Yeah. I saw stuff with him in OVW where he was a different character. Uh, who was the character? Leviathan. 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 Yeah. He yeah. was definitely not in his 40s then, right? No, he was 70. <laughs> he has his Benjamin Buttons. <laughs> uh, Bob Backlund attempts to shake his opponent's hand, but Tony DeMauro is a, is a true heel jobber. Uh, Backlund wins. Pants load, as Bartlett called him. I like that term, <laughs> pants load. That needs to get brought back. Like, what are you, a pants load? <laughs> Like, I didn't even catch like, that. What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe they do know what it means. Because you're a piece of shit in yeah. someone's pants. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, once again, good match in the yeah. sense that it's Bob always Backlund. fun to see duck ass Bob Backlund like wah, 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 waddling around. Like, he's such a weird uh, dude. I, 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 like, I can't watch a Bob Backlund match because of uh, OSW uh, without thinking of like, they did a, uh, um, I think it's like, I, for, I forget the guy who did does the, it's it's like a remix dance hall song uh, with Bob Backlund saying, uh, uh, I don't eat marijuana. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, uh, it's fantastic. <laughs> uh, the the package that Backlund won with was really cool looking. It was a very different roll up pin did you guys notice that but that pinning uh combination as they would say yeah was very interesting it's kind of odd that he went for that kind of pin because he had a high it was a pretty high impact move that put him down and then was there, there a purpose to i don't know it, it, yeah it's, it's it was just I, I, it was called oh danger mouse and it was called buck no no dank mouse oh dank mouse i was like dang okay <laughs> I'm gonna have to check that out. Can you can you actually yeah, I'll uh, message it to you. Message it to me. Line. Yeah. And we should post that to our pin the champ page as well. Yeah. We should definitely do that. <laughs> In honor of July first, we'll post something about Bob Backlund saying he doesn't eat marijuana. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have no idea why he chose to do that. I, I would say Backlund just likes to do really cool moves. So right. instead of a regular roll-up, he wanted to do some crazy thing just because he could. Backlund's like that, man. I've yeah. I've heard people say that they've gone over to visit Bob Backlund and he like invites them into his gym and he's just like he will show off his power. And he's like if if uh if Dave Batista's 70, then Backlund's at what 132? Yo, Backlund's yeah. immortal. He's part of the quickening. Never gonna. I say that and like watch it'll be on the news. Like Bob Backlund passed away. I hope not. But like Bob Backlund is such a weirdo, and I love him for it. Like he plays this insane character, either intentional, like because like I've watched him when he was like the super baby face, and he was like Mister Muscles. Like he had that like big head with the like big chest, thin legs. You know, he's kind right. of or muscular legs actually, and doing kind of like. You know, old 70s, school, 80s era, Bob know, 70s more, yeah, or early 80s, early 80s, yeah. 70s, and and, early 80s. Uh, he, he was pretty great, he played a great baby face, and now watching him as a weird, weird, just weird old man is great. Yeah. I love watching Bob Backlund. His character that was just always when he came back and returned after that whole 70s era thing, his character was always like weird, broken old man of some mm-hmm. type. Just like crazy old old man that could just that could twist you up in a knot, you know. I thought it was great when he won the world title as a heel. That shit came out of left field, you know what I mean? Like out of nowhere, oh, he defeats Bret Hart, and I was just like, "What?" I mean, I was like really 
but it was just so that Diesel could get the belt. But because <laughs> I think like Diesel won the belt off of Backlund in eight seconds, like a couple of days later. Um, moving along, Bartlett is in the back interviewing the model. Uh, this is what you were talking about <laughs> earlier. You love this interview. Um, to me, it got me thinking about how uh, Al Matador and Martel kind of got saddled up with these crazy gimmicks after Strike Force, right? Yeah. And yeah. It got me thinking about what you were talking about earlier, song about how uh, El Matador Tito Santana was always talking about how he hated his gimmick. But I mm -hmm. never really read that much about Martel. So I kind of took a look into that and uh, I found out about what Martel thought about his gimmick. And if you don't mind, I would like to, to read that to you. I don't know if you've heard Please. about that. Please share. Um, so Martel spoke fondly of his days as the model. Uh, during the shoot and Gutman questioned him about the difficulty of a gimmick like that. After all, Rick had, had to stay in shape, tan, and stay well-dressed. It required a lot of work. And this is a quote from Martel. Yeah, it did require a lot of work, especially Vince wanted me to wear the suits, ties, you know. I lived the gimmick also on the road. I had to carry these suitcases with different clothes in there. Also, the gym, the tan, and yes, the fact that I had this strong French accent made the gimmick perfect for me. I remember the first day when I turned heel, I didn't have a gimmick. I just knew I wanted to be a heel, but I didn't know what kind of gimmick. I remember at first, J.J. Dillon and Vince came up to me with the idea for the model. The first day I found out about it, I talked to my wife right away and said, wow, the model. I wonder what I'm going to do with it to get some heat. My first reaction was how difficult it was going to be. Then my wife said, just be thankful, you know, that you're not a rooster or something like that. Oh, Terry Taylor. Yeah, so I just thought that was too fucking hard. That is, that is funny and true and beautiful in that he recognized, like, that he needed to it could get be worse. right away. And yeah. I, th I thought he did a great job. I thought taking the, the raw girls thing and being like, no, let me show you how a real model does it was yeah. brilliant. I, and, I, and I like really enjoyed the hell out of it. And the reason this was such a successful Monday Night Raw, because I think that you had mentioned that you like this Raw a lot, um, was, was a, a lot in part to the fact that the model did come out during the whole course of the show and kind of get heel heat before and ahead of his main event match against Mr. Perfect. Um, and that's what happened next was the model Rick Martel versus Mr. Perfect, um, which was our main event. Uh, this match ended during the commercial break, which was kind of weird, uh, with a perfect plex. Uh, perfect brought out the Raw girls that the model was harassing to end the show. Uh, I thought it was cool that Macho Man mentioned that he's been per uh, that he's behind Perfect because they were Survivor Series partners as well. Yeah. I thought it was cool that he brought that back. Uh, did you and, guys did you guys uh, um, notice like before the uh, match started, Vince was asking Macho Man who think was going to win and Macho Man answered and he asked Martin and Martin was like you told me it was going to be perfect like it was from the production note or something <laughs> you told me it was going to be perfect no I yeah. had no no go back and listen to <laughs> you told me it was going to be perfect <laughs> yes Bartlett nailing it as always yeah. I was Pretty like oh this is a pro Bartlett podcast he's taking stuff from production and like just airing it out <laughs> But this I've uh, changed positions on Bartlett. This is now a pro Bartlett podcast. <laughs> That's hilarious. I had no idea. I have to go back and listen to that. But uh, I was like, but, what yeah. the hell? 
I, that's my biggest big takeaway was that Martel, while, you know, I hated him when I was a kid, I hated his character. That only lends more credence now that I'm an adult and love his heel work. That just him doing his job. It was him doing his job. And, and it was like, that was probably my highlight uh, was, of course, that, uh, you know, Martel throughout the, the episode. Um, uh, Vince announces Kamala, Razor Ramon, and Typhoon versus Bam Bam uh, Bigelow for next week. That ends the show. Which we've all been asking for. Yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts, guys. What were y'all's highlights? What do you think? I would call this an above average. I would call this like a B plus. Like he's a Dan. This is a Daniel Bryan show. A B plus player show. Yeah, he's a B plus. This is a B plus player show. Yep. No, this is a B plus episode. I would. Yep. Yeah. It's definitely I, worth the watch, especially if you can find it with the old commercials. It's solid. It's a solid above average show. Um, at least I had a real main event. I just wish, you know, I guess the WWE is still trying to learn TV because they cut to a commercial before the like during the uh you know mm-hmm. the end it during the commercial guess they're still learning that part of it but yeah a good and main was, event and, and we had three jobbers that you know that amount to anything <laughs> despite what kyle says <laughs> yeah that's true that you that it's interesting that you bring that up song because that's the second time during this early iteration of raw the first time being the Undertaker versus Skinner match that that went to the next week, and then this example where the match ended during the commercial break. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, guys, before we hop off today, uh, I know that like the episode before last, Kyle posed a question to us. We haven't had an opportunity yet to respond to that question. So, uh, Kyle, if you want to take it away, just refresh our memories. Uh, what was the so, question you asked us the other? My day? idea. Well, the question was. In a hypothetical world where Vince is putting taping a rocket ship to Glenn Ruth's back, and he is going to make him part of his new tag team or new popular tag team, and so I asked you who would be a great tag team partner for Glenn Ruth, our favorite jobber slash headbanger, um, not Beaver Cleavage. I believe that's the other one. Yeah, I, I'd love to hear your responses. Song man, what would uh, what do you think? Glenn Ruth was Mosh, right? Or from the headbanger, Thrasher, yes, he oh, okay. the, the, yeah, he's one of the head, I believe he, yeah. was, he was Thrasher, not Mosh, yeah. Well, I would team him up with Doink and I'll make a circus stable and they'll come out in uh, clown cars. I'll just go full blown circus with it, like every character in that stable would be some kind of circus clown okay so they'd be all be clown themed all clown themed i'd be kind of yeah. would, would they yeah. be kind of a, would they be kind of crazy yes of course they'll be crazy and, so would, um, you, would you call that like an insane clown posse <laughs> very much <laughs> well i think that could yeah. be a really cool dark character that could play well around people dark like no, 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 I'm saying that I, I, a twisted clown is automatically like a kind of a, a psychotic uh, character that would be yeah, scary. Thing. It would it would mesh well around Halloween or with Halloween related. So characters you would like put Undertaker, Undertaker in this circus. Right. No, I would. No, 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 no. I would have them them fight. Yeah, they would be uh, nemesis. I think an insane and, and twisted clown versus like the Grim Reaper could be 
Yeah, you know, a posse be... of insane oh. How about the circus versus the ministry? They have the uh, ministry mm. of darkness for a little bit. Oh, I would love that. Like the dark, like maybe like a dark carnival. Yeah. yeah. That's I like it. All ICP yeah. references. Yes, I, 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 I realize. Yeah, no, yeah. Uh, are you going to bring the great Malenko in? There? I was going to say, maybe we could call him the great Malenko. <laughs> the great Dean Malenko. <laughs> oh, that would be funny, actually. The, yeah. Bring oh. Mal- bring D Malenko into it as like a character. Oh, call him Boris the Great Malenko. Have Piero the Clown, like the French Clown. Like that would I, okay. <laughs> like have him named after Dean's father, Boris Malenko. Yeah, you can really nice. get deep with it. That would I I would uh, I, that 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 fucks. I like that. That's a good answer. <laughs> All right, Jeremiah, what about you? All right, so um. I got two things because uh, during your original questioning, you kind of brought up the guy that I was thinking, which was Duke the Dumpster Drossy, to package them as like, I would have them legit come out on the back of like uh, dumpsters and their job would be to like wrestlers or like tag teams that they thought were trash. They would mm. literally be trying to like beat them and throw them in the trash can. Mm. So like it'd be them versus the Bushwhackers, you know, like get the hell out of here, Bushwhackers, you're trash. You know, like any like trash tag team. I see. You know, anything like that, which I definitely love songs more. And then my other thing was like, just because you had already mentioned that, was kind of like Thrasher already kind of sounds like Demolition. So could we bring back like a different Demolition? Oh, make him the third member of Demolition. No, there's already a third member. This would be a four, yeah. Or just bring <laughs> back a whole new iteration of Demolition with Thrasher and some an Axer and like have them managed by one of the old Demolition guys. Okay, yeah, Barry so, Darso. Yeah, cool. like Barry Darso or Axe, whatever his name was. No, because Barry Darso is busy being Repo Man. That's right. At this at this time, um, but but, okay. but I gotta say, like, uh, I know who's winning this one because that that clown thing is cool. Well, I didn't get to give mine, which is pairing him with Ron Killings, aka Our Truth, and they Ooh. would be Ruth and the Truth. Ruth uh, and the Ruth Truth. And- <laughs> uh and so obviously that's the correct answer but no i i really like both the answers i thought songs uh after after we made it specifically i know it just got Perfect. so deep um shout out to all the juggalos and juggalettes out there uh and and the and the jug jugga people the jugga jugga folk what's that one guy have a specific gender or uh right. sexuality that they conform to on my juggle what is it? Human? Do you remember human? Uh, so, he's a juggalo. I don't. Know. Uh, he's like that that YouTube sensation guy that jumps off of stuff, and he's like whoop whoop. Well, oh, I do know him. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's like yeah. Oh, no, I've never heard of this guy. Whoop whoop. whoop whoop, and then he jumps into yeah. yeah. You got to check him out. His it's human with two M's. H U M M A N. Yeah, amazing. And he's definitely a juggalo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, and did you have another question for us, Kyle? Have you so, thought of that? Are we gonna? I, I do. Uh, song, you you've shown a disdain for jobbers, uh, <laughs> and you know we we all know that you know uh, you hate what you can't do, and so uh, so, so you say you can't be a jobber. I'm, I'm, I'm saying, never. A, I'm always top billings, man. Yeah, well, we all know that song. Song is like mid card here. Um, and so my question would be: If you could pick a job or persona, what would it be? 
Any oh, that's a great question. If you could pick a job or persona. You like, know, like the Brooklyn Brawler. That's, right, right, right. that's exactly no, yeah, the first no. thing that came to my mind. So I'll, I'll, be the, uh, I'll be the Cambodian janitor. I'll clean up the arena afterwards. Oh, my God. That would, you, that actually, that would get over. I guarantee you that would be one of those things that's like start outs to be a joke. And you get squashed every week. And then you, you get, don't like how, uh, yeah. Like and in the old days, match, the crowd were allowed like to... a messy room match or something. Right, right. Well, well, you know, the old days, the crowd were allowed to throw shit. Well, I don't know if they were allowed to, but they did anyway. You know, yeah, they threw absolutely. shit in the ring and crap like that. And then I would come out, and I would clean all that shit up, and then I would take somebody's finisher. That that would be fucking phenomenal. That, that's a great <laughs> idea. That's a Well, you what just answered it this week. Fantastic. <laughs> if given some extra time, I might be able to come up with something better. But the first thing that comes to mind is I've always kind of thought, like, you know, it's been a long time since like the nature boy gimmick has been done, you know, like, um, you know, there was a nature boy, Buddy Rogers, and of course, Ric Flair, but if you could, and those are successful gimmicks, but if you could be a jobber and base it off the nature boy, except for it's like the literal reincarnation, like every week I'm coming out dressed as like a different animal, like it's really, and just oh, getting, that's, that'd be funny. And just getting like, so you're like, I'm 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 literally the nature boy. I'm the nature boy, like you know, like you like nature. Yeah, like, you, I like nature. Not like, not like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I like nature. So like, you come out hugging, like like hugging a tree or and, something in the ring, and wearing a WWF shirt while what World Wildlife oh, Federation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that's just to add insult to injury. Right. In. That's good. No, that's that's, that's good awesome. That's a great answer, man. I would say. <laughs> Off the off the top of the dome, um, I would go with the bro character. But he would get over though. He would he would like, get cause, over. Cause like I'll share my politics real quick. I'm about as far left as you can go. So, but I like making fun of liberals because liberals suck. I think I think everybody. The one thing that brings like the far left and the far right together is making fun of liberals. And so I think uh, we could we could unite on that, and that would be my jobber character is like a soy boy lib, who's like, <laughs> and just gets destroyed by everybody. And like like if if he's fighting a person of color, he just lays down. He's like he's like oh oh I I couldn't. <laughs> oh shit! So the janitor actually get a win. <laughs> the janitor would get a win. Yeah yeah that's true. Yeah he would. He would just be like kind of condescending too. Oh wow, yeah. Because you know libs. All right, sorry. Uh, uh, this is the last. This is not a political <laughs> podcast. No, none of the views of Kai expressed by Kyle are endorsed by uh, uh, Pin the Champ. It's, it's Kyle's <laughs> and Kyle's alone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think that man. I I really like both of yours. The Nature Boy and that's awesome. like that's like a Shark Boy type gimmick that I really like. And then the Cambodian janitor that comes in and takes the power. Like, that's a WCW gimmick in, like, the early 90s that would have gotten hugely over. Like, like they would have made it racist by making you, like, no oh, yeah, like martial arts secretly. But, like, it would, be, it would be phenomenal. It would be phenomenal. Good job. Awesome question, awesome. Kyle. Thanks for coming up. Hey, guys, uh, Kyle Love that, that one on the fly as well. So I want to pose that question to you guys. Uh, as well you know at the end of the episode we'll have our phone number or all of our contact information if you guys could be uh, a jobber uh, make your own jobber character some dude that's going to get beat up all the time how would you make it your own how would you make it super creative and what jobber would you be um, we are out of here for the night like and subscribe please peace Good night.
As always, thank you so much for listening. Now we want to hear from you. You can hit us up at pinthechamppodcast at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter and Instagram at pinthechamp123. And our Google Voice number is 804-446-1139. We can't wait to hear from you.